Eat tacos, win prizes. Let me say that again. Eat tacos, win prizes. The KCK Taco Trail offers a flavor-filled experience through more than 50 taquerias in Kansas City, Kansas. Download your free KCK Taco Trail Pass to find your way to the tastiest tacos in Kansas City. So what are you waiting for? Get started at kcktacotrail.com. Hey there, Taco the Towners. Do me a favor. I'm going to ask everyone to put their way back hats on because we're going to go way, way back to October 2017. OJ Simpson has been released from prison. President Donald Trump visits Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. The New York Times publishes its investigation into Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein, sparking the Me Too movement. The film Thor Ragnarok is released into theaters. Rockstar by Post Malone and Bodak Yellow by Cardi B are the number one songs in America. And that same month, a little humble grassroots podcast that would one day become the number one taco podcast in Kansas City, maybe the world, was born. Yes, I am speaking of this very podcast, Taco the Town. And that means this month, October 2021, or Taco-tober, if you will, we are celebrating four years of Taco the Town. Happy fourth birthday to my little baby, T3. Four years of talking tacos, eating tacos, caressing tacos, and celebrating tacos in the city that we all love. KC. KC Mo and KCK. On this week's episode, we're going to take a look back at the last year of shows and the year that was in tacos and Kansas City here on Taco the Town. Welcome to Taco the Town's fourth birthday extravaganza. Okay, it's it's just a clip show, really. But oh, what a clip show it will be. Taco the Town. kick off the show, we've got a very, very special guest segment. He was the very first guest in Taco the Town history. He's a Kansas City native. You've seen him on TV and in motion pictures. He's appeared on True Blood, Hot in Cleveland, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, The Hills Have Eyes Too, and he is the host of the podcast, Bigfoot Collectors Club, one of my favorite podcasts, 
available wherever you get your podcast. He's my oldest and dearest pal, and from time to time, he stops by here on the show to review new menu items at his local Hollywood and sometimes Burbank Taco Bell. His name is Michael McMillan, and this week he will be reviewing the new chicken sandwich taco. Here he is, Michael Takes on Taco Bell. Michael Takes on Taco Bell. Hey, Dave, it's your old pal, Michael. I'm calling from Burbank, California. Beautiful Burbank, where I'm sitting at a Taco Bell, and I'm going to try this brand new crispy chicken sandwich taco. I had an option to make it spicy or not spicy. I'm not a spicy guy, so I... Would have chosen non-spicy, but it's pretty much just a choice between jalapenos or no jalapenos with spicy something else on it. All right. Let's get my taste buds ready. I'm opening it up. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. I don't know if you can tell, but it's not that appetizing. I'm looking at two nugs. Ugh. Kind of side by side in a tiny blanket, bready. The wrappers, uh, the taco shell is like a gordita shell. And it's kind of gross looking. Um, It's too small. It's got some chipotle mayo and some jalapeno on it and two little nug- noogies. All right, let me try. Here we go. Mmm. Uh. Uh, you know, no, this isn't for me. I mean, it's not bad, but it's kind of gross. Ugh. Taco Bell wins and Michael loses. I don't want to eat that ever again. Listen, if you like spicy stuff and you like crunchy noogs, little nuggets, two little nuggets in a two too small blanket, then maybe you should try the crispy sandwich taco. Oh, it's hitting the back of my throat. I don't likey. Me no likey. Why'd you make me do this, Dave? Oh. I need some iced tea. That was Grody. Bye. Michael takes on Taco Bell. And P.S. Congratulations, Dave, on four years of Taco the Town. Spreading that taco love all around Kansas City. All right. Thanks, Michael. And thanks for taking one for the team with that chicken taco sandwich. I did call Michael after I received that voicemail and he did confirm that it is a taco and not a sandwich. No matter what the advertisements are trying to tell you, it is a taco, 100% and not a sandwich. I'm sorry it wasn't to your liking, but we really appreciate you giving it the old college try, and thanks for the well wishes. Be sure to check out Michael and his buddies Bryce Johnson and Riley Bray on the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast. They talk about Bigfoot, ghosts, UFOs, and um, I don't think they've ever talked tacos, but um, maybe one day we'll have them on the show. That would be great. All right, let's get on with the clips, shall we? 
We've had an amazing year this past year on Taco the Town. We've eaten tacos at some amazing Kansas City taco spots, some fun, unexpected taco destinations, and some dream Kansas City destinations. On episode 123, I ate tacos in a van down by the river. A Van Life KC van to be exact. I was joined by Spencer Martin from Van Life KC and Rebecca Boffman from Visit Kansas City, Kansas. And we talked about our love of vans and famous vans in pop culture. All right, so I'm a van lover. This is a dream for me to be eating tacos today in a van. That was almost the first words you said to me. Hey, can we eat tacos out of your van? I was like, yes. It's been a dream of mine to (laughs) drive around town eating tacos in a van just inviting people into the van well yeah i mean i wanted a i wanted more of a white panel van this one's a little more flashy than what i was looking for too many windows yeah too many windows and there is no offer free candy or anything (laughs) there's no uh little mattress in here or anything there's a mattress right there oh there is a mattress okay cool hydraulics though tv (laughs) Uh, this is just a little too fancy well i've got a list here of Famous vans through pop culture. Do you want to go through this list with me? Let me know your thoughts. Okay, let's do it. So, I mean, there are four vans that really stick out. First off, the Mystery Machine, oh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That brings back memories. Do you ever think about maybe getting a Mystery Machine? I mean, I mean, what child hasn't thought of that who grew up on Scooby-Doo? Ruh-roh. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think about it. Like, that paint scheme is just epic. I guess it was a 63 Ford Econo line. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's a good looking van. Yeah. If you had a mystery machine van, I would be interested to know the clientele that wanted to book that van out. And is it just for tacos? <laughs> <laughs> or it could be a dispensary, maybe. Yeah. Ah, oh. dispensary. Dis- oh, Dispens- another business idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you writing these down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, Kansas may legalize soonish. Yeah, sure. For that's, medical or something. That's Just, definitely coming up. Okay, another another great van. 1983. One of my favorite shows of all time. A-Team? A-Team. A-Team. I knew it. I knew it was coming. That is the ultimate battle van. Oh, my goodness. That van was epic. With that red fin the red on one, top. The van in both the original show and the new movie. I think the new movie kept up. The one with... Um, Liam has, Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I saw that. You never saw the new one? No, because I'm more of a Mr. T. Okay. Yeah. I I like my B.A. Baracus to be Mr. T. Rebecca, do you have any thoughts on the the A.T.? I have zero thoughts on the (laughs) A.T. Sorry. I know some. Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper was in it? I'm a Bradley Cooper fan. He was good. It was was a really enjoyable movie. He was face? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that van, you could just smash through a fence with that van. That van would just... I mean, any every episode of A Team I think involved them trying to rebuild the van, and then they'd smash out of a barn with it. I think that was the end of every A Team. There's a lot episode. of barn smashing. Wow. Should Rebecca, we try that? Rebecca, you might hey, stay away from my van, Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca, you might need to stream and uh, binge the A Team at least season one. All right. On episode 133, we took over the Kansas City streetcar and rode the taco train down Maine, eating tacos. And singing songs with Nicole Springer, Steph Shannon, and Donna Mandelbaum. I asked everyone what their hot taco summer plans were. Now, when you go to a pool this summer, is it a good idea to eat a taco in the pool? I, I think if you're on a flotational device and you can keep it from getting wet, then yes. Because I a wet not, taco's not I a I do not want to be wading taco. around in a pool and see like 
shredded lettuce floating by. <laughs> but you could just like shark it, like dun it, dun it. I've got a lot of opinions about pools oh. and oh. things that you can find around them. Don't even. Sounds like oh, somebody no. needs their own podcast called Pool of the Town. <laughs> <laughs> what you can find in a pool. So gross. So you're not a fan of that. floating debris, like tomatoes, cheese, and lettuce fl- and little bits of beef floating in your pool. That oh would- my God. Bits of beef? <laughs> I would lose my mind. <laughs> See when when I picture that's up there with band aids. <gasps> you just oh, you just oh yeah, I got you right there, right? Yeah, that that got me. Tootsie <laughs> rolls too. Oh, yeah. oh, baby Ruth bars. Baby Ruth bars. Oh, Donna, why did you have to say band aids? I know, I know, and you just say it, and you're like, oh god. Yeah, yeah. who hasn't lost a band aid in a pool though, right? All of us have. And then Nicole performed a little Folsom Prison Blues as we rode the taco train down Maine. I hear the train are coming, it's rolling around the bend. I ain't seen sunshine since, I don't know when. Well, I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But the train keeps rolling on that silent tone. When mama was this a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, Tacos on a dining car. The brother drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. Ooh, I know I can't be free. But those people keep on moving, and that's what tortures me. One more verse. Episode 138, Taco the Town went to Worlds of Fun on the search for tacos. We didn't find tacos, but we did eat a lot of other amusement park food. We were there for their Grand Carnival, and the food was amazing. And we rode all the rides, and we all got thoroughly jostled that day at Worlds of Fun with guests Katie Crawford, Davis DeRock, and Chad Crenshaw. Okay, we're back from our second adventure out into the park. Still no tacos, but we did ride some amazing rides. What did we all ride? We renamed them. Yeah, yeah. the spinning jostler. The spinning, or the jostling dragon. <laughs> the steel jostler. Which uh, steel, steel jostler. The, uh, the jostlet. Uh, which and is the patriotic <laughs> jostler. American jostler. American jostler. American jostler. American jostler. An American and jostler. We all got jostled on this last trip. <laughs> we got j- jostled like you would not believe. 
Our brains but it was, are so but it was jostled. A pleasurable jostle. Uh, so, yeah, especially the swinging that jostle set. Jostle. Uh, we did that. The swinging jostle was nice. Yeah, that's the that's the steel jostler. Steel jostler. Yeah. Steel hawk, aka steel jostler. Yeah. That was fun. That was relaxing, and you could yeah. see Kansas City. We were up really high. Is that the highest point of the park? Or I is, think so because okay. it looked so. like we were above the Mamba. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would ride that all day. You can. You have the fast pass. <laughs> wow. In fact, you could ride it every 90 minutes. <laughs> you could take some Ooh. spaghetti up there yeah. and yeah. enjoy the view. Oh, no. The Patriot was amazing. That really yeah. jostled me good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like to go upside down. Your feet like, are hanging uh, down. Looked like the worst constipation I ever had <laughs> in that photo. Your face was <laughs> smashed back. It was like, <laughs> I did not expect all of the twists and turns that that ride takes you on. It yeah. was enjoyable. Uh, on, the pa- on the Patriot? Patriot, Or uh, yeah. the Joss- American, American Jostler. Jostler. American Jostler. And then we tried to get on the Spinning Dragons, a.k.a. Jostling Dragons, and it was shut down for a little while. Yep. And for maintenance. We, for maintenance. We went back... And Katie was asking, should we really get on this ride after it had maintenance done on it? Yeah. Right. And everything was good, right? It was totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Jostling was perfect. Perfect amount of jostle. 10 out of 10 jostle. (laughs) Just last week on the show, stand-up comics Kaylee Carr and Carlos Shimon joined us on the show for National Taco Day in KCK. And Kaylee revealed that she is a hot dog ambassador but maybe not for much longer. I own a lot of hot dog gear. It's um, really increased in the last several months. So I was named a national um, hot dog ambassador by the National (laughs) Hot Dog and Sausage Council. They sent me a t-shirt that says, well, it has a picture of a Spartan on it and then then a a hot dog and it says Wiener Warrior. Uh, So that's one of my prized possessions. I have a plaque that's engraved with my name that I hang on my wall. Now, uh, so this yeah. was all just just came out of the blue, or did you apply for this? Oh, I as, <laughs> <laughs> as with everything in my life, I did go way too far okay. and did apply for it. Okay. I wrote I wrote an essay on what hot dogs mean to me, and it is um, one of the most unhinged pieces of literature that exists. <laughs> Have you ever thought about starting a hot dog podcast where you go to different hot dog places and eat much uh, similar to Taco the Town? Well, here's the reveal. The reveal is that I am actually a vegetarian. And the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council doesn't know this. Oh and this is the first time I've, uh, we're breaking the story right here on this podcast. This is the first All time the I've talked about are it gone now. publicly. I know, hey, Morningstar, any, any fake meat companies, I'm available, uh, but they don't know. So could I get sued? Maybe. They could take that away from you. The whole plaque, <laughs> some two guys show up in the Wienermobile, yes. pound on your door, <laughs> take, take the plaque back. Right. Once they hear this show, so right. That's my. I have cold sweats about that at night. I, I wake up <laughs> from wiener nightmares, and I just think you about. You think people are trailing you? Yeah, and stuff. I'm like, I have to have coded conversations about it. On episode 129, we were joined by KCTV5's Alina Lee and Bill Hurlbrink at the Corner Lalo's Kitchen in Mission, Kansas, where we ate over 10 tacos. I believe the most tacos. We've ever consumed on the show in one sitting. And then we started talking about our favorite Kansas City jingles. What's your favorite? You have to sing it. Would be between Mr. Sparky and Grass Pad. Oh, the Grass Pad's great. What's yeah. Mr. Sparky? It's you don't have to put up with any malarkey. <laughs> 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 Eight <Ain't> Sparky. <laughs> 
I haven't heard that one. Grass pad is a classic. <laughs> it though. is. I think Mr. Sparky is pretty national, though, mm-hmm. now that I oh, think okay. about it. So not like 1-800-STEAMER. That's national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than the grass pad one, gosh, there's another one. I can't think of it right now, but it's the Wichita commercial that I really adore mm-hmm. on the way to Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, why do they say it that way in yep. that song? And what made them sign off on that? So can I, can I tell my favorite yeah. jingles real fast? Yeah, Because yes. I, I, I like to go by, uh, by year. Uh, oh. Currently, my favorite one is the roll up your, like the current one is roll up your sleeve, the Kansas. Roll up your sleeve. <laughs> yes. But uh, I'm not. I don't remember all the words. But my favorite one, just from living in Kansas City the longest, is going to be Standard Improvement Company. And I don't. You don't hear it very often anymore. But it's like for better, for something living now and better living later. Called Standard. Boom, 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 boom. Improvement Company at Westport One. And they usually (laughs) give like the phone number, uh, you know, with the with the prefix first, right? Like they used to do back in the day. And it's the same animation from 1950. 1953. Yeah, exactly. They used to have a sign of that in West. Port and I think they yeah. took it down. Is it still up? I don't know. Maybe that's why guys. we haven't heard the jingle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's I think those are my favorite. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Standard. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, What's boom, the boom, one boom, where boom. it was like home need a little repair? It's that one, right? Yeah. yeah and the bird goes. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> classic. Another fun and unexpected taco destination we ate at in the last year was Knuckleheads in the East Bottoms. My guests were Boyce Richardson and Lindsay Peterson from the Secret Life of MILFs podcast. And we talked about what musicians we would and wouldn't want to eat tacos with. Who is a musician that you would love to eat tacos with? Is there someone out there that has maybe played knuckleheads that you would sit down with and break taco with? The fact that you said Los Lobos played here, I would totally house some tacos with them. That sounds super, super fun. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, you dropped a Jason Isbell reference earlier. I think, I know, I saw Amanda Shires here, who is his wife. I'd absolutely sit down and have a chat with Jason Isbell, drink some yard beers, Eat some mom tacos. Sounds like a hell of an evening. Is there a musician that you think does not eat tacos or would not partake of eating tacos with you? Is there someone that you see them play and you're like, that person just doesn't look like a taco lover? I mean, my least favorite musician in the entire world is Scott Stapp from Creed. (laughs) I assume he doesn't eat tacos or partake in joy at all. But if you ask me if there was an individual out there that I looked at that's a musician that doesn't eat tacos at all, it's Moby. Right. Moby doesn't eat tacos. That guy does not look like a taco lover for sure. No, he was on that Woodstock 99 he's documentary. He's got those really bad tattoos. They were awful. Yeah, because he got them when he was young, and they're all kind of blending over in the wrong area. Yeah, now it's like he was really lame on that documentary. That Eminem song about him is absolutely correct. I forget what the, <laughs> the whole entire thing was. That's back in my high school days. But, yeah, Moby doesn't eat tacos. He's just a joyless twig of a human. Yeah, that dude does not eat tacos. Is there someone, Lindsay, that you th- you think, oh, that, that person does not look like someone that would enjoy a taco? Musician or just any musician? Yeah. person? Musician. I don't know. I don't know if Hanson eats tacos. They look like meatloaf and mashed potatoes kind of kids. So okay. I don't right. think Hanson's getting down with tacos. You know, we've decided as a staff to begin censoring the audio anytime someone mentions the dreaded B word. I think we all know what we're talking about. On episode 140 with guests Patrick Moore, Emily Kaiser, and Tayana Nelson, we all discovered our shared disdain 
for the B word. Great. I was worried there for a second. That was a <laughs> party. No, 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 no. We would never talk about burritos on Taco Bell. Never. I learned you know, my lesson. Now we're just bleeping out the word. The B word. So, <laughs> you um, know what? The B word has too much. I, I'm going to have a controversial opinion. Maybe not here. Do it. There's too much fucking dough. I don't want that. I don't like that stuff that's just tortilla. Yeah. Like, I don't like that bite. Yeah. I don't want that. No. That's, nobody does. And, like, it doesn't get mixed around correctly. No. And, like, I control what goes in a taco. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Egg. Yeah. It's a perfect vessel. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, like, with tacos, you get to, like, it's too much commitment to a flavor profile with burritos versus tacos. You can have like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like you get to mix it up a little bit. It's control. Yeah. 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 And you don't feel like you're overeating mm. with tacos. <laughs> well, if you have like, depends on how many you eat. If you have like 10, 10 or 12, that's a little too it's much. It's never the tacos that are the problem. It's the chips and salsa. Right. Before. Right. And recently on episode 143, our taco talk turned to the new KCI terminal and what food options are going to be available at the new terminal. The vote went through last week. I shared my idea for a large laser shooting taco art installation. And I think my guests from Quixotic really liked the idea. I just hope there is like a, there should be a Southwest Boulevard uh, location where you get to, like the flavors of Southwest Boulevard or even like a KCK location mm-hmm. in there where you get all the KCK taco spots. And maybe maybe there's doors and windows shaped like tacos and maybe a rotating taco that shoots beams out of it, similar <laughs> to some stuff that's out here at Quixotic that shoots light beams <laughs> out of it. A laser taco. A laser taco. Something that Ooh. says tacos are over here, follow the laser to the tacos. Mm-hmm. You Did know? you put in a bid for the airport? I did. I, I put in an art installation bid okay. and I never heard back. Keep trying. It, it involved a large rotating taco that shoots lasers out of it. And um, it had a place where people could sit in it and you could rock back and forth. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, I never heard back. I don't know what's going on. It must have gotten lost in the mail or something. But yeah, let's not talk about that anymore, guys. <laughs> It's really upsetting me right now. On episode 134, Taco the Town went to the Mockingbird Lounge in KCK and taste tested their tasty tacos and viewed the beautiful view of downtown Kansas City from their patio as the sun was setting. And then Taco Talk turned to Subway and their fake tuna debacle with guests Megan Werner, Mark Van Sickle, and Chris Lost from the Lost, Found, and Rewound podcast. Real tuna bet is greater than... Canned tuna. I'm thinking of the canned yeah. tuna. Tipsy yeah. Taco would never do that. Right. Yeah. I might think try it at home. Please don't. Oh, really? Yeah. Again, I think might about do your it. children. Hey, it's at home. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, ahi tuna is amazing. I love ahi tuna. So, but that actually looks like a real deal. Yes. It doesn't look like a porpoise. The thing about tuna, I, I don't know why I'm going down a tuna rabbit trail here, but. <laughs> and another <laughs> thing about tuna. Oh, the tuna I've, hole starts. <laughs> I've never been a, a fan. When I was a kid, my mom would put a bunch of mayonnaise on it. And ever since then, I've hated mayonnaise. So I'll just kind of eat it plain now with like a sandwich or like whatever else. People kind of make fun of me for that, but I don't know. It's just uh, I don't like it with mayonnaise. And if I'm seeing Subway put it with mayonnaise, mixing fake tuna with mayonnaise, I'm, I'm just not going to be into that kind of thing. Okay. I remember that mayo with tuna as a kid, that sandwich. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's a tuna good sandwich. No, nope. tuna you, salad. It is bad. I like the mayo. You like the mayo sandwich. with tuna? Okay. Are you in on this conspiracy? You seem to be on the side of oh Subway. My God. I'm, I've been pro Subway this whole conversation. <laughs> I, I'm pro mayo. Look, like, let me just declare. I'm whip. pro mayo. I'm pro Subway. <laughs> I think that we can all live in this country together. We don't need to share the same thoughts on everything. I agree. You can come Sorry. together out of. I didn't mean to get political on the show, Dave. <laughs> you need to call into. 7, 10 a.m. and <laughs> express your thoughts on January 6th, mayo and tuna. I've got a guy oh here goodness. on line four that wants to talk about big tuna. Big tuna conspiracy. I want to talk about big sandwich. I want to talk about big tuna. I want to talk about America, too. All three of those things are fantastic. We also talked about what kind of taco drunk we might be. So I went over a list of different types of taco drunks. And uh, that's where the conversation started, at least. And uh, then it went to some other different places. Oh, wait, this one might be you, Megan. The touchy-feely taco oh, drunk. No. You get a little too handsy with your friends, hugs people a lot, you kiss people a lot, you end up erotically eating your tacos, suggestively <laughs> licking sour cream and salsa off your taco. Wait, that's not you. <laughs> That's not you, is it? Are you just upset that I judged your taco etiquette the last time we <laughs> ate tacos? I thought touchy-feely meant like, oh, you're really nice. Yes, this one's yeah. more of an erotic taco. I thought drunk. it was a little more innocuous than it turned out to be as well. <laughs> yeah. I let's, feel like I could let's... be this kind of taco. Um, oh, really? Oh, okay. Back when I worked for 965 The Buzz, they had me do a segment called Fifty Shades of Mark where I would just read like quick snippets of the a chapter of the book. Oh, Fifty Shades of yeah, Grey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it would just be kind of like, we'd have to bleep some of the stuff because you can't say certain things on the radio. Right. Like, you can't say, well, I, I, I don't even need to get into it. but <laughs> don't, don't push uh, it. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into it now. But yeah, like, I, I feel like I could be reading a little bit of Fifty Shades of Mark and then like all of a sudden the taco needs to be licked off the side. Right. And there I am waiting for it. Erotic Tasty. taco? I'm trying to think of what... The erotic how you, taco. How you make erotic and taco come that together. That also sounds dirty. The erotic taco? I there's a erotic taco. Erotic there's taco, a restaurant yeah. called Velvet Taco. Could there be a band called the erotic taco? Erotic taco also sounds like something when you turn a crank. Erotic taco, erotic taco, erotic taco. <laughs> Isn't you know, like, erotic taco the fourth uh, album by Porno for Pyros? That would be awesome if it was. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think I think it is. Okay, there's just two more taco types. The naked taco drunk... You take off your clothes as the night goes on. Maybe it starts with your shirt, taking your shirt off. You eat your tacos naked, shirtless, or pantless in your backyard. Has anyone ever been there? I have not, but I had a roommate that was, definitely. <laughs> and uh, I had to help him uh, get to the bathroom when he couldn't find it. So that was a fun experience. He and naked. he lived there? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, he was way gone. <laughs> he was the naked taco guy, huh? He was naked taco guy. I had a friend who once got drunk at a party and uh, put his penis on a pad of uh, butter. Oh no! Out of the took the butter out, out of the fridge. fridge oh, no. Put his penis on it. I have so many questions that I don't even know where to begin. Go ahead. Let's go. Okay. Question number one. How big was the pad of butter? How big was oh, the what? Uh, it <laughs> the was. Uh, okay. okay. Sorry, okay, okay. I shouldn't have said pad. It was a stick of butter. <laughs> Question number two. Was it a half stick? You get three stick. questions. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this, but was what was the status of his penis? It was flaccid. <laughs> it was flaccid. <laughs> I'm question number three. Question Last question. Because all of this makes me super uncomfortable. <laughs> She's like, you, I'm answered done. enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to force you to ask any more questions. <laughs> I don't want that on me. We had a great time down in the West Bottoms on episode 127, checking out the tree hugger truck with guests Chris Cardwell and Susanna Lee, where she told us about her hot dog photography 
at the 403 Club. At 403, we don't have tacos. We have hot dogs. We have a hot dog wheel. Right. But if you think about it aesthetically, the hot dog in a bun is similar to a taco-ish. Ish, yeah. Similar. Geometrically. You, you take know. amazing photos of the hot dogs every day at 403 you. Club. You yes. Just sitting there cooking. Or is it just keeping them warm? Is it cooking? It's or cooking them. Cooking them? Yeah, there's a very powerful light bulb in that hot dog Ferris wheel. <laughs> the death wheel, I call it. How many pictures of hot dogs do you think that you've taken over the years? I post a hot dog wheel story every time I work, and... I have worked there for, a, let's see, over a year and a half. I've worked either two, three, or more days a week, except for three months in the pandemic, a lot. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I'd love to see those just printed out and made into a collage of some kind. <laughs> Is that possible? Or would it just pretty much look like the same picture? Just the same. Well, I mean, some, you know, I try to, like, mix up the angles, like right. all the... Uh, Set my phone to the left of the wheel or straight on, sometimes from above, mostly straight on. And sometimes there's just one lone dog, right? You know, I try to take the, uh, the story, I try to take the little video when I have them all on there, just fresh on there. So usually there's, there's like four, you know. If there's one lone dog, then it's been a good night. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of hot dog eating. Oh, lots, yeah. yeah. I think that um, 403 was voted best hot dog in Kansas City one year. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, this is not taco talk. Is this is No, this it's okay. Uh, yeah, I asked. Mm-hmm. I asked, yeah. Are we expanding? No, yeah. We're, we're, I want to know, know all about the 403 hot dogs because <laughs> I enjoy them. We um, have ketchup and mustard, relish packets, you know, it's, it's everything. If you have, how many hot dogs has someone eaten in one, one sitting there? Do you have a record? If I've ever served anyone more than three, I probably be breaking a law, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I think KCK does have laws that you can't eat yeah. over three. Three hot dogs in, in one, one sitting. sitting yeah. you know? It's an old law that they just haven't updated. They, they don't want to keep the roads safe. And they, want, and they want people to go to the taco places and not just... Not just get the hot dog. Not yeah. just get the hot dogs at 403 There's Club. A big danger of that. Yeah. I do have something special I do there with the hot dogs sometimes, very rarely. It's called shot dogs. No. Well, what's yes. that? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so it's where at the end of the night, uh, if I have a hot dog left over and I have a particularly drunk customer, sometimes I like to talk that customer into doing a shot out of a hot dog. So I take the hot dog off the wheel, and if there's, well, if there's more than one drunk customer, then I'll cut it in half, and they can each do it. Uh, I hollow out the middle of the hot dog, so it's just a gaping casing, and then I will fill it with, uh, with uh, now, I intended it to just be vodka, but people have asked for other things, like, I want to do whiskey out of it. I want to do tequila, which I'm, like, why would you do that? Vodka is the most the most basic liquor it's just gonna it's not i know it sounds disgusting but i think it sounds worse to do tequila out of yeah, it or jaeger yeah. whiskey sounds bad to me right yeah. vodka is easy you know that's just angry water right so you just do that shot and then you eat the hot dog i haven't had anyone puke in front of me yet <laughs> in front of yeah. me in the parking lot maybe possible well, definitely yeah and then to close out that episode chris cardwell played us a little song called taco to the limit. Well, this evening we'll have a, a number from uh, the Eagles, who apparently don't include Jackson Brown in this particular number called Taco to the Limit. 
momentous event happened this last year when Forbes magazine named KCK the top taco destination in America. It shook the foundations of taco dumb here in the city of Taco Fountains. We talked about that on episode 122 with our guests Maria Savoy and Jason Bradford. An article about uh, KCK is by travel writer Brandon Schultz. He recounted a trip that he had recently taken to Kansas City. He had recently come to Kansas City, Kansas, where he partook of the sights and sounds and the KCK tacos. And Schultz, in the article, declared... KCK as the taco capital of America. Whoa. Big news. That's big. I'm about to hunt this down. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, KCK as a taco capital of America. I'm impressed. I would have never thought. I mean, they're good, but man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you think, Maria? I think it's great. Whether or not you agree with the article or not, I think it shines a light and brings great recognition to all the outstanding taco places that we have in Kansas City. And if anything, just gets people to get out there and try some local foods. And support the local businesses and all of the taco spots in KCK. I mean, my one big gripe with the article is that he didn't declare them best tacos in the world. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys, I mean, or I guess why, why stop there? Best the tacos in the universe. <laughs> I mean, come on, if you're going to go for it, go for it, you know? Well, I think that with the article, that was a very bold statement to make. And there have already, from my views, already seen some other articles not agreeing with that statement. So it's been interesting to see some of these other cities kind of stepping up and, saying that, no, they're the best. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's exciting for Kansas City that these places, which a lot are small, locally owned businesses, are getting the recognition. I think KCK has often been very looked down upon, kind of 
stay over there, KCK. We don't want anything to do with you <laughs> from the KC Mo side. And it's just very, it's, it's, uh, it's refreshing to see something this positive come out of KCK and, and for KCK to be looked upon in this positive nature and having such delicious tacos. You know, reading the article, it just sounds like the writer, Mr. Schultz, found out what we tend to talk about a lot here on the show, that KCK is a magical place with magical basements and magical tacos. And, you know, I believe that there are many cosmic taco way stations over the galaxy, across the planets, and that there are many different taco epicenters on our plane of existence. KCK happens to be just one of the major galactic taco vortexes or portals that we have here and it's and it's here in our metro area and it's 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 almost akin to taco ley lines magical ley lines that are over earth these are just different taco vortexes here in our area and i think it's nice that kck finally has its day in the sun you know it's been in the kc mo shadow for too long and it's just it's just kind of a fun and I think deserving accolade for, for KCK. And if, if this brings more people to KCK, I think you're right. It's, it's just a good thing. Jason also revealed later in the episode that he used to eat at the Taco Bell test kitchen, which made me super jealous. I used to live in Newport Beach, California before I moved to LA. And I used to work right next to the Taco Bell corporate headquarters. And so we would go over there for lunch all the time. You can go eat lunch at the Taco Bell corporate headquarters? Yeah, so they had like a Taco Bell in the on the first floor. No way. And that's where they would test out things like that. And so like they would always have these things that were about to be on the menu. So like the chalupas and Jason, gorditas. you're blowing my mind right now. And this so, is a dream for me. Yeah, I kind of missed that job just because we would go to Taco Bell and get stuff that wasn't on the menu yet. Nacho fries, they would test them there. And Were they sure. telling you when they were like, okay, this is a new thing we're coming out with or would you just be surprised? Well, no, it? you just, you go through it. It would look like a Taco Bell, but they would just have all these items that you couldn't get at any other Taco Bell yet. And I was just kind of like a tester spot. Were there any foods that stood out to you that you tried? The gorditas and I think the chalupa I tried there. And trying to remember, you might have been the first person to ever have a cheesy gordita crunch. Definitely, like not the first, but probably in the first couple hundred. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite episodes from the past year was our Taco Naco episode with Asia and Mallory from It's Flexi, where we got into Asia's fear of cilantro and the time she got an eggshell stuck in her throat. Be careful, Asia. I am anti-cilantro. I will eat it if it's already on something, but I actually like the flavor of cilantro. Just makes me feel a little, um, it's a little harder to breathe when I eat cilantro. What? You're allergic to it? Oh, no, so- I'm not allergic to it. It just, you know, like if you get like a big face full of dust and you're like, kind of like, it's a little hard to breathe for a second. So you're allergic to it. <laughs> I've never heard the cilantro has dust. <laughs> I've heard it, it tastes like soap to some it, people. I've heard that it as well. It tastes good to me, though. Like, the flavor is good. It just does something, and nothing swells up. It just does something where it's harder like a little to harder to breathe. Harder to breathe means something swelling. Well, no, I don't know what it is. It's like if I get a face full of dust when I'm cleaning, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, ugh, that doesn't feel good. I don't think you should risk your life to eat cilantro. I, I agree. I'll take enough. the cilantro <laughs> off of your taco, and it'll still be delicious. Well, rest assured, if you come to my home and eat tacos, there's probably 
probably no cilantro. No cilantro. There's no cilantro in the home and probably not very many vegetables on my taco either. So. <laughs> and the time she got an eggshell stuck in her throat. Fun fact, she swallowed an eggshell not horribly long ago and had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> no way. That is a fact. In the morning, like eating breakfast? Oh, drinking. drinking breakfast. I drinking drank my, my eggs. eggs. Oh. And it was change. like five in the morning. I was like, I did it in the dark because I was like, oh, I'm tired. And then I swallowed it. I didn't really know I swallowed it. Anyways, long story short... At about midnight that night, they were putting me to sleep so they could pull an eggshell out. Oh my god! The funny thing was, she was like talking. Her boyfriend was there when it happened. She was like, "He thinks that I ate an eggshell, but there's just no way." Like she was so committed that there was no chance she drank an eggshell. That you would feel an eggshell before it lodges itself in your. She was like, "I think I don't know if I'm having a heart attack." Like she said, I was like, "I think it's like a muscle spasm because it would like come and go." Anyways. Glad you're okay. (laughs) Thanks. I've got the eggshell at home. I should have brought it. Even with the trauma, she still is an egg eater. I mean, I'm a survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of cilantro, our own super engineer and editor, Matt Allen, held a press conference this past year to announce that he is, in fact, a soap person. Good afternoon. For those of you that may not know me, my name is Matt Allen. And I'm the engineer for Taco the Town. Over the last three years, there's been much discussion about, quote, soap people. Those people that cannot eat cilantro without tasting the sensation of soap on their taste buds. Well, today I have an announcement. I am a soap person. I've spent years trying to deny the truth and lying to those closest to me. But today, I'm finally ready to tell my truth, and I ask for privacy while my family and I work our way through this trying time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the letters, everyone. Thanks for sending all your well wishes to Matt. He is doing well. He's still working his way through his salon trauma. So all your well wishes, believe me, he, he's taking them to heart. On episode 115, I had a confession of my own to tell. I finally revealed my one bad taco experience. And what was that place? Fuzzy's Taco Shop. It's time to reveal my one bad taco experience. My story begins the summer of 1988. I was a nine-year-old boy, smack dab in the middle of my happy childhood. Summers were filled with riding bikes, watching a lot of AM live, on KSHB TV 41. Outdoor adventures in the nearby woods with neighborhood kids playing flashlight tag and hide the crab apple. Climbing dirt mounds and throwing dirt clods at cars in the Kansas suburbs. This particular summer, I was hired by my neighbors to watch their dog Snuggles while they went on a summer vacation. Snuggles was a super hyper Cocker Spaniel We got along pretty well. He loved it when I let him out into the fenced backyard where he could run around in circles without a care in the world. I'd watched Snuggles twice before without incident and this time they also put me in charge of feeding their goldfish as well. It was a fun little summer job where I could make some money that I could put aside to pay for my future taco habit. One day, a week into watching Snuggles, unbeknownst to me, another neighbor that was cleaning Snuggles' owners swimming pool 
had left the back gate open, and when I let Snuggles out into the backyard, Snuggles darted out through the back gate and ran into a busy highway right next to the house and was hit by a car. Snuggles died that day. Directly or indirectly, I had a hand in Snuggles' death. I would soon gain the nickname that matched my initials, DK, Dog Killer. Needless to say, my days of taking care of my neighbor's pets was over. I remember that day vividly. Running out of my neighbor's home, seeing Snuggles' lifeless body on the highway, and then running across the street into my home, up into my bedroom, collapsing onto my bed, sobbing, destroyed that I had let my neighbors down. My negligence had just cost Snuggles his life, just a young boy, facing true darkness for the first time. Later on that week, I would also kill the neighbor's goldfish. I think I overfed them. The same pain and disappointment I felt that summer day in 1988 is the same pain I felt years later in life on that fateful January night in 2015. This takes place at a Fuzzy's taco shop that doesn't exist anymore. It came and went like a phantom in the night, perhaps because others had bad taco experiences there like I did. It was on the corner of 135th and Metcalf in Overland Park, Kansas. A cold January night, a Thursday. I needed some tacos to warm me up. Walking in, there were not that many people inside. In fact, I think I was the only customer at dinner time. Not a good sign. The first thing my eyes go to is a huge bowl of open air salsa, sitting out looking very lukewarm. I stand at the counter for a few minutes before a disgruntled employee with a ponytail comes to take my order. He didn't seem to be too enthused about working at a taco shop. There was no joy in his face, his eyes. His eyes were cold, like the night. I ordered some chicken tacos and chips and salsa. I sat down and waited for my tacos and waited and waited and waited. There was a bad knockoff reggae song playing on the overhead speakers and a sad motorbike rally on the TV. Finally, my tacos arrived. I watched as the disgruntled man behind the counter dipped a gnarly old ladle into the lukewarm salsa that at this point resembled the top of a day-old lasagna. This was the salsa I would be eating with my tacos. Should I have known something was wrong? I should have. That was my mistake. Had salsa ever done me wrong before? No. Never. Had tacos ever done me wrong before? Not once. I got home and started to feast on the tacos. I took some of the lukewarm salsa and sprinkled it across the tacos. Going down, the tacos were fine, the chips and salsa were fine, it was a semi-enjoyable night, nothing out of the ordinary, and like usual after a good taco meal, I laid down for bed. Cut to six hours later, in the middle of the cold night, I awoke, something was wrong. My stomach felt like it had been on a non-stop marathon ride on the Zambezi Zinger, twisting, turning. My head was clammy, my tongue was dry. This was not normal. Then I suddenly remembered what I had eaten the night before. The tacos, the salsa, the ladle, the disgruntled man with the ponytail. I run into the bathroom and collapse onto the floor in front of the commode. I open my mouth and the whole world turns to black. It's as if all of my taco sins that I've committed throughout my life were violently escaping my body. I had never been this sick before. I go in and out of consciousness. Visions of the lukewarm salsa pouring onto my tacos 
the ladle, the ponytailed man laughing, the bad reggae music. What has happened? What have I done? I can't stand up. I live on the bathroom floor for the next 48 hours, rolling in pain, letting the poisoned tacos work their way through my system. The tacos at Fuzzy's Taco Shop betrayed me. Tacos had never turned their back on me before. What did I do to deserve this fate? Then I remembered Snuggles, and I shake my fist at the gods. This was revenge. This was the gods telling me we are even. They took something I loved, tacos, and they twisted it, just as I had taken Snuggles away from his family. The true moral of this story is, maybe I was too young to watch a neighbor's dog and their fish. And maybe you should always check if the back gate is latched. And maybe I had been taking tacos for granted, eating them my whole life without a care, thinking that old tacos are like ambrosia and can do no wrong. I'd flown too close to the sun, and my taco wings had failed me. Snuggles, wherever you are, I hope you can forgive me. No dog should ever leave this earth before his time, just like no taco should ever cause someone pain. This is my bad taco experience, and today I will be eating Fuzzy's tacos again for the first time since that cold January night. Then my guest Bertie Hansen tried to help me get past the Fuzzy's taco pain by giving Fuzzies another shot on the show. That didn't go very well. When you tell someone that you got sick from a taco and then they bring you a shrimp taco, I... so sorry. It actually looks really underdone. Although it could just be my mind playing tricks on me because my mind is like, don't eat the taco. (laughs) You will... You will have issues from this thing. I'm so afraid. I'm like Jesse Spano right now. I'm like so excited, so excited, so scared. (laughs) Okay, she's trying the shrimp. Now, I did not have a shrimp taco that night, so it wasn't the shrimp that made me sick. Okay, what are your thoughts? Uh, You've got a very inquisitive inquisitive look. Quizzical. um, It's okay. I'm not like excited to eat the rest of it, but... I don't know. I guess we'll find out in about 20 minutes. Okay. That's usually about how long it takes for seafood poisoning. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) And I took the bus and walked here. So um, if I do get sick, it's going to be a really adventurous trip back home. (laughs) I hope you're not going to get sick. I'm going to try the shrimp now, too. Maybe the drinks will kill whatever is in the tacos. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like how I feel about life in general. Just pickle it. We can pickle that. And so Fuzzies is still my number one bad taco experience. And uh, it wasn't able to redeem itself on that episode. Maybe we'll revisit it another time. While we're on the subject of childhood trauma, we had an amazing guest reveal on episode 132 when guest Corey Childs revealed why he won't eat ranch. And I don't blame him after hearing this story. You got to keep that ranch shit away from me. Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say cicadas. No. Worse. Ranch. So I'd, I'd eat a handful of cicadas alive before I'll put ranch on that. 
Did you know that Jalapenos has a ranch that they call Crack Ranch that they put on their tacos yes. and it's supposed to be amazing? You would say no to that. Uh, if I had, it's a little bit like eating the bug. If I had any knowledge of that, I would probably just turn it away without even. Would just you whap it? Would you like whap it with your hand if it was in a bowl? Like knock it off. Like a shoe fly, get out of here. Well, I might ask. I, I might ask them to take it off the table. <laughs> Is this like ranch in general in your life, or is, it, is this specific? It, to it is no, it is ranch. Okay. Is it the smell? It, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty intense. That's yeah, so and maybe for another time we can explain why I don't necessarily love that. But yeah, okay. it's uh, yeah, I don't want it. Childhood trauma. Uh, uh, childhood mixing up sunscreen and ranch and those the differences that take place in that, especially after said kid then pukes up sunscreen and puts puked up sunscreen on skin on top of ranch, which was already put on there. So enjoy that visual. And I bet you, you too would slap the ranch away. I totally get it. I know, you're like, why did I ask that question? No, it totally did. And I didn't do it. There was a kid in my life. Oh, I thought it was you. No, and I was witness (laughs) to it. No, no, no. no. I was a kid's counselor and they were trying to put on their sunscreen before going to the pool and put the ranch on because the mom put the stupid fucking sunscreen. And he was dipping his carrot in there and then he puked and then he was like, oh, that was my sunscreen. So I'll just put that on my When I say that is so far Far away from the story I thought you were going to tell. I like, what was the question? I don't even, what are we talking about? That was the same episode we kicked off Hot Taco Summer, and I revealed my silk Hot Taco Summer Taco Cat shirt with guests Corey Childs and Sari Lowenstein. Because it's 95 degrees outside. It was so hot we couldn't do the show outside. How will you guys be celebrating Hot Taco Summer? Any plans? I'm hoping to get on maybe a floaty down a river with uh, on a taco raft. Uh, oh, if cool! You, if you will, um, like an inflatable. Yeah, yeah. Eating as many tacos as I can, rolling down a river. Are we do in Missouri River. What? What's your? River? I think the Niangua River. Or something? Niangua. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where we're going, and we're gonna take our matching floaties for a minute and eat some tacos down the river. Hot taco summer is always good because that's when they release the new inflatable tacos that you can ride in your pool down the river. Yeah. Right. Sari, do you have any hot taco summer plans? Ooh, well, you know, I last year in the pandemic bought like an inflatable pool because I thought I was going to use it. And I just, I'm now having this whole vision of sitting in my inflatable pool and have friend boyfriend one person served me a chip and guac the other person hand me a bite of taco and someone else will be fanning me that sounds what better way than to be in water being cooled off while it's hot being fed food that sounds tacos though Tacos. Could I bring my taco tacos. float over and enjoy a taco maybe? Absolutely. We'll, we'll, sh- we'll shove it in my little mini pool that fits one person and we'll make it work. Tacos are bringing us together. <laughs> like, what a delicious Beautiful friendship time. blossoming yes, from tacos. right here. I can't wait to have some tacos <laughs> with you later and see how that's what that's like. I'd like to use uh, take this opportunity to unveil my newest taco shirt. Uh, this is my hot taco summer shirt that I bought by, from my uh, stylist who lives in the old Seidner's Fur building downtown in the alleyway behind there. So here you go, guys. Here it is, my hot taco summer shirt. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen and our listeners, you are missing a show.
Wow. Because <laughs> Taco Cat spelled backward is that Taco is Cat. Taco Cat. What do you think? Gorgeous. The wow. colors on your skin tone. Real. Oh my gosh. Bring out your tan. The color in your eyes. It has kittens wow. on it. It has crunchy, almost Taco Bell like tacos. Yeah. Which listen, I do like a crunchy hard taco from time to, from time to time. That shirt, um, I would say, looks delicious on you. Like it's, the tacos. I think it's silk it or uh, uh, imitation silk. I give that shirt five golden tacos. Five oh, golden tacos. <laughs> you know, this is my first time wearing it. It's a little snug. I have to say. Yeah. But uh, you're still gonna have hot taco summer in that shirt. Right. I will. Right. I'll, I mean, I just won't wear a shirt underneath it. Leave it open. The cats up on summer. your shoulder yeah. are actually conjoined cats. They are. Because it's a cat. <laughs> because the print. Yeah. It gets very funny. So they're kind of conjoined at the face. Now look at this. Is this a, that this is, is an actual taco a, cat. Or is that is. a, that's not a burrito. Tell me that is not a burrito. You said the word, not me. B word. Let's bleep it. Speaking of cat themed clothing, guest John Stoner revealed the origin of his famous cat suit wrestling singlet on episode 114. John, you got to tell me the story behind the cat suits. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, this was back in 2014, right? Yeah, 2014. Did you do it all for the Royals? Have you? And you said you've yeah. retired the cat suit? I've retired it. So uh, 2014, I was out there, and uh, it was actually Derek Jeter's last game. And me and my buddy, we wore him out there. We said, uh, one classy cat, Derek Jeter. And did a <laughs> sign, and it was funny, and it went all over the New York Times and stuff. And then Where'd you the, get them made? Uh, Blue Chip Wrestling, a local company. Okay. They make wrestling onesies? Yeah. And, and that then, was a wrestling onesie? It was a wrestling singlet. Oh, they, singlet, that's what it is. And yeah. the cat's named Sprinkles, and it's actually the one that Angela had off the office, but they blew it up and put it on the spandex. Okay. And so we were, uh, we wore it out there one game, and the Royals won 10 in a row. And we went from first to second in, like, in, in wild card condition. So me and my buddy kept doing it, and like we won every time we wore those things out there, so it kind of got to be a thing. And then uh, I had a red one made for Chiefs games, just rolled with it for a couple of years. And uh, they go to 275 pounds. I started getting a good amount over that and kind of <laughs> testing the limits on that spandex. <laughs> so I retired it. And then uh, and then uh, the Queer Eye guys came in from that Queer Eye for the Straight guy. And they uh, cut my beard way down to size and tamed my hair and uh, took my cat suits away and everything. They're so the they're, ones that took your cat suit they're, away? They're kind of retired. I was kind of retiring it anyway, but then the... Jonathan on there actually liked it. He was kind of strutting around it and everything. He, he might have took one of them. I don't know. He wore it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he thought that was pretty cool. It, it looked way better on him, to tell you the truth. <laughs> He's a nice-looking man. Now, Amber, did you know him when he had his cat suit? I did. That's actually the first time we ever met. And that's what drew you to him. Uh, no, not, that would not be the case. Because those cat suits are chick magnets. Oh, you know it, Those man. are chick you magnets. Well, man would have nothing to hide in one of those. <laughs> when I was in college, I would keep a Sasquatch costume in mm -hmm. the trunk of my car or in, or in my apartment and just bring it out. When I thought I had to impress a girl, I would go, oh, I'll be right back. Uh -huh. I'd get my Sasquatch costume on, so I understand the whole thing about bringing clothing to attract women, but usually the Sasquatch costume would make them run the other way. <laughs> if they saw me jump out of it, they would usually not come and pose for yep. pictures with me. They would run down the street. So I should have gone the singlet. Yeah, should have went singlet. It's better. It's a better <laughs> move. <laughs> on episode 136, guest Lauren Scott revealed that she had never eaten a Snickers. And that led to a delicious conversation about snacks and sugar 
with Deja Jones, Lauren Scott, and Wilson Ballou. Lauren, you said you've never had a Snickers. What's up with you and candy? Not only have I never had a Snickers. Okay, okay let's hear I've, it. It's I've better. never had, ugh, what is a list of candy bars? Like, okay. okay. Have you had a Twix? Reese's? I've never had a Twix. No. Payday. Oh my I've never God. had a Payday. I've never had, what is the one with coconut and the thing? Almond Joy. I don't like those I've, that much. I've never but, had Almond yeah. Joy. Mm-hmm. I've never had a, I, I could probably tell you what. what did you chocolate. go trick or treating as a kid? I did, like, and did, I gave those away. So I don't like chocolate, but I still so, have had... Okay, then why would you have them? It doesn't make any sense. Right. You do like chocolate. No, I don't. When it's I not was a kid, real chocolate. When I was a kid, I didn't like chocolate and I didn't like caramel. And so about peanut butter. I like peanut butter. So, so I've had confused. a Reese's so and I've had a Butterfinger. You've okay. had a Butterfinger. Butterfinger. You've had a Reese's did you, and did a you Butterfinger. like it? Reese's Butterfinger, the peanut butter ones, into those. Yes. Reese's Every are other great. one cool. you probably could name, I could tell you, I have oh, never had it. You're a, kidding. A payday, what is it? A, a thousand, a hundred grand or yeah. a, the grand. A, a ruby or yeah, baby Reese's, roof, Reese's paper, peanut butter cups? Yeah, she had those. those. Okay. What well, M&M's? I don't like them. I've had them. <laughs> Even the peanut <laughs> M&M's? I, I ate those when I was a kid. Okay, I don't, okay. I don't like, I am not a sweets person and I think that's always been my thing even since yeah. I was a kid. I've never been into like, I like sour and savory over sweet. I feel you. So I was the kid. I was sit there and like eat warheads. So sour, like a sour patch freaking, kids. Yes. yes. Like uh-huh. sour patch uh-huh. kids. Do you like the watermelon ones? Yes. Uh-huh. I'll eat all of that. But gummy, <laughs> gummy Give me worms? Some gummy, gummy bears. Yes. Gummy bears. I have a yes. whole jar. I don't know if you've seen this. Yes, it's oh, green. A whole jar of green gummy bears <laughs> on my kitchen counter. Okay. We're <laughs> Love it. Love I'm into it. that. But What's your chocolate? movie theater candy? Movie oh. theater candy. Here we go. We have get popcorn mixed with Sour Patch Kids. That's good. Yes. I used to mix yeah. it with M&M's yeah. or yeah. peanut I, butter. I, I have never done that. I'm going to do that next Try time. It. I am it's going to There's something about chocolate and popcorn. Oh. And mix it with popcorn. I totally forgot about that. I'm that's sure that's good, good too. Anything They're mixed good. with popcorn is good. Yeah. Uh, sour I like Skittles. I love Skittles. It's something about the savory with like the sweetie. Yeah. Like it goes together. Do you like chocolate covered pretzels? I've never had one. What? Deja. And... I know, and I host a food show. I'm I do lots of things. A I don't, but it's not, it's not wild. a lot of sweets. Chocolate-covered pretzels, yeah. like not really like I'm, a. Can, I'm not like a, a sweet like person. the dip and uh, yeah. the white I, chocolate not, yeah. I'm not against so trying. That's yeah. those are the ones I'm trying. I'm not against uh, trying it. Yeah. I am against trying a Snickers at this point in my life. Why? <laughs> She's gotta, going this long, but I'm just don't do it again. Yeah, I guess you should just. Speaking of snacks, on episode 118, we talked about snacking on Taco Bell. In Taco Bell parking lots, when you just can't wait to eat your tacos, having a little taco picnic with guests Joshua Briscoe and Rudy Salazar. A drive through pro tip, and then I have a, a quick story of a triumph, honestly. These are both pretty feel-good stories. One, I will say, especially in college, because in college, I basically, you know, I, I was in Olathe. There's a, there's a Taco Bell right down the street from Mid-America. It came through frequently. What I came to to really appreciate, I was not going to take food home. I live 20 minutes away. I didn't really want to go back to MNU sometimes to uh, just eat it in the newspaper office because that meant I was basically working again, which is where I spent all my time. Um, and then even after I graduated, if I was going to take it back to the house that I live in at the time, I have four roommates, you know. So what I really became a champion of is the car picnic. And if you call it a car picnic, it, it's less, it's automatically less sad. I called it a car, Nick. Did you really? Yeah, I learned this from a you. Car-nick? A car Nick? A car Nick. Yeah, car Nick. <laughs> you just go, you order the, through the drive-thru just like you would. 
and then you pull away and then either in the same parking lot or ideally if there's a big vacant Hobby Lobby parking lot that you can just grab a yep. spot in, you go there. If it's nice enough to open those windows, open those windows, pop in an earbud, listen to your favorite podcast, maybe Taco the Town. Car Dude, picnics. you're talking about something mm. that I do every week. I love a, Once a I week. still I still love a car picnic. Sometimes when I'd be like on my Gotta way eat home those tacos. and I would like I'd stop off somewhere. It's like I don't really want to like like you said, I don't want to go home yet and deal with roommates. Yep. I, I I want 30 minutes to relax in peace. Yep. I'm just gonna sit here. There was uh there's actually uh like on my way home where most of the fast food places are, there's actually just a large church. So I would just pull into yeah. the behind this church and just sit in their parking lot, just just chilling, chilling in God's parking lot. In God's parking lot. I used to think Taco Bell is God's parking lot also. Have you ever had a cop come up on you when you're having your car picnic with tacos? No, have you? Yeah, maybe once. <laughs> maybe once? <laughs> or twice. Uh, like shine that flashlight in the car and like, what yeah. are you doing, boy? I have yeah. I have had the had flashlight when it was by. not related to. Yeah, I've never had somebody stop and come by, but I've had them like drive by, like almost like they're checking. And I'm just like, uh, I just give them the look like just. Just let me eat in shame, okay? You just hold up the taco, give him a like, nod, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look. It's a packet of fire sauce. Oh, no, it says F the police. Oh, no. Oh, I'm getting arrested. Joshua Briscoe recently had a health scare, but he is recovering and doing well, so just want to send our get well wishes to Josh, and I hope to be eating tacos again with you soon. You know a place where you probably don't want to go to have a parking lot taco feast? Kip's Taco House, a haunted taco shop we talked about on our Halloween episode with guest director Jill Six. In Jackson, Michigan, 20 years ago, the secret ingredient at Kip's Taco House was their people. <laughs> the legend goes, Kip and Patricia Arts were proud owners of a taco joint located by the Westwood Mall just off of West Michigan Avenue at 2319 West Main Street. They commonly served up food, including tacos, burritos, and pizza. One night in their apartment, they were fighting about Kip's marijuana habit. Kip saw a demon materialize in his wife's face, and he lost it. He began choking her, and during the struggle, he grabbed the nearest thing he could, and it escalated as he saw red. He bludgeoned her repeatedly with a metal bar until she died. There was blood and hair everywhere. The legend says he took her body to the restaurant, <laughs> in the front of the building through the back apartment door. In the kitchen, he used his culinary expertise to slowly saw off her head and limbs. He then sliced and diced her body up. The head was put in a box. Speaking of seven. What's in the box? <laughs> this sounds like an urban legend to me. The body pieces were then broiled, baked, and sauteed and ground into meat, and he placed into his food prep area. Very the, Texas Chainsaw connections. The next day, he went about business as normal. He told everyone that Patricia was on vacation. Local legend has it business went on as usual, and customers happily ate up the evidence as time went by. Soon, though, the cops started making inquiries as her family couldn't reach her while she was on her trip. Suspicion grew, and he knew he had to dispose of the head. The biggest remaining evidence of his of in his possession. He was on his way to the dumpster with the box containing her head and he got caught red-handed with the head in the box. According to a doctor, Kip suffered a mental breakdown from marijuana-induced psychosis and he would later testify in court. We now know as it gets legalized in more and more states that it is not something that would hold any believability in today's times or he would have tried another <laughs> avenue. I was going to say, marijuana-induced psychosis <laughs> is what I must be in at all times. He claims he <laughs> suffered from a brain injury and had been seeing things. He showed no remorse for his wife's death during the trial and the judge saw right through his argument he received a life sentence which he attempted appealing unsuccessfully many times if you happen to be in the market for a cool taco restaurant the location is actually up for rent <laughs> nice 
So what do you think? Is that an urban legend or do you think that really happened? This is a real story. Supposedly, it's a Michigan ghost, a haunted taco legend. I can't believe you haven't been to this taco, haunted taco spot. It sounds kind <laughs> of like an urban legend. Or do you think uh, something like that could really happen? Marijuana-induced psychosis, <laughs> putting chops He was up. already psycho before the marijuana. On episode 112, we visited with Bryce Shoemaker from the Forever Bogus podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. And Bryce told us about one of his favorite VHS tapes from his huge and colorful and vast VHS collection. Okay, the other tape I brought here is also kind of like a weird one I found out in the wild. It's called What to Say to a Naked Lady with none other than Tim Allen. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This was like his Coke years. Oh, this is before Home Improvement. (laughs) This is way before Home Improvement and before his stand-up. This one is really weird. I can't believe I found this. I think it was at a half-price book, which is very strange. That's a cool cover. It's a a rad cover. So it's pretty much like this Miss America, but like they're all nude. And I forgot what island. Padre Island, I believe. (laughs) And there's all these naked women just walking around and then Tim Allen with a mic and a, a guy holding a camera and he's going around interviewing all these naked ladies. And he's got some cool razor blade sunglasses. You know Is why? Because he he's coked out. He's totally coked, <laughs> he's totally out. coked out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing. Like, uh, I think you have to come over sometime and we'll watch this Yeah, together. man. That looks great. <laughs> I love it. We did our first Taco Throwdown Showdown episode this past year where we pitted Qdoba versus Costa Vida. Costa Vida ended up winning that showdown. Guest Steve Weatherford shared his improvised jingles for Qdoba and Costa Vida on the show, and it was a delight. You are one of the best improv musicians I know. Could you play a song for each of the places we just ate? Would you be able to play us I can try. a little ditty about each of the places, one for Qdoba and one for Costa Vida? While we kind of think about what we like best, can you play a little Qdoba song? Yeah, let me uh, find the right sound here. Tacos from Costa Vida. They're the best we want to eat ya. Tacos from Costa Vida. They're the best and we want to eat ya. What do you think? That was good for Costa Vida, yeah. That's a, that was um, nice. Specific to Costa Vida. Okay. You wouldn't want to put it in like for another chain. Right. Let's hear a song about uh, Qdoba. Okay, well, I have to pick a different sound slightly because um, th- there are different restaurants. Different places, different yeah. Different vibe. vibes, yeah. Yeah, different vibe. Vibe, sure. vibe check, yeah. So. Kudoba, the best darn tacos. Kudoba, we like our chips too. Kudoba, I might be saying it wrong, but we're gonna eat some tacos from Kudoba today. What do you think about that? That was that was cool. That was nice. Thank you. I can picture little kids like with walking in with it's their more family. Family, yeah. Family centered, right? Yeah. Maybe a, a giant taco mascot. Yeah. Like hugging Like welcoming kids. him in, yeah. Kind of holistic. Yeah. Steve also wrote a touching song about when his favorite taco place closed down during the first months of the pandemic, and that really tugged at my taco heartstrings. Let's take a listen. I try to bring a little bit of meaning and life into the songs I compose. 
I like to say compose. You keep saying write, but I right, right. Sorry, I'm a sorry. Composer, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you. I would say you are the new piano man. Uh, Billy Joel, take a hike, is what I say. <laughs> Play me a song. Right. Elton the John, piano man. Billy Joel, get out of here. Make way for Steve yeah. Weatherford. That's what I always That's, say. I, I would, uh, I would echo that. I understand you wrote a song while in quarantine. I did. Um, it kind of uh, makes me think about the things that we were going through, but the taco things that were happening. Right. I wasn't around much When I saw they closed your doors I was inside my house for days I read it on the news though You were gone forevermore And I was in my house for days The taco store down the street it closed No more food from there I suppose No more crunchy goodness at all COVID-19 it took my food And now I'm in an awful mood for sure for sure So I know that I must get up I know we must overcome We'll eat some more tacos someday When the world is right You and me I wasn't around so much that day when you open back up your doors But I saw it on TV myself that day And I smiled cause I knew for sure That we'd have some tacos We'd have some salsa We'd have some life after Wow. Thank that was, you. That was powerful. It was about a store that closed, but then it reopened. Oh, yeah, with tacos? Yeah, that, yeah, I thought it was closed forever, but it wasn't. Something that we've all been trying to kind of come to terms with during all this. So mm -hmm. that was good, man. That was Thank powerful you. stuff. That will be on um, an album that I'm releasing in 2024. I'm working on um, getting it ready. Nice. On episode 130 of Taco the Town... We recorded at the High Dive Lounge, which has some tasty tacos. We had an unexpected visit from Chunter McRae from the Taco of the Town corporate office. He stopped by unannounced to observe us as we recorded the show. And um, uh, I, think it, I think it went well. I'm not sure. You never can tell. Uh, this, is, this is a clip from that show with guests Jordan Betts and Tucker Franklin. Yeah. Guys, look who's here. It's from the Taco of the Town corporate office, Chunter McRae. 
Hi, William. William is is that right, William? Yes. Thank you so much for coming out tonight, nice sir. Nice to meet you, William. <laughs> William, I, I gotta tell you, I work at, at Lotus Pool Productions, which is actually the corporate umbrella. Uh, you know, Lotus Pod is a fully owned subsidiary of, of Lotus Pool Productions. Oh yes, sir. I've never had a chance to meet you before. Nice to meet you, uh, William. Uh, William Keith. So, you can call me Dave. You can just call me Dave. Not Bill. Not Bill. Dave. All right, well, Dave. You just call me Dave or David, yeah. Nice to meet you, David. Nice well, look, to finally meet you. I'm uh, I'm in corporate finance for okay. Lotus Pool Productions. Okay. I was looking at your books, uh-huh. looking at the lo- the Lotus Pod books, and I'll tell you, there's a big old cost line, big old expense line down there by Taco the Town. There's not a lot. There's a lot of revenue going out. <laughs> Not a lot of revenue going in. Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about, sir. We're a very successful Kansas City podcast. I'm just here to tell you, Dave, that I'm coming down here tonight. I want to see what's going on here. If I don't like what's going on here, I'm shutting you down. Oh, that's why you're here. That's right. I'm here to observe for the CEO (laughs) of Lowe's Pool Productions to give a recommendation on whether or not we should shut this podcast down. Well, gosh, this is very embarrassing to do right in front of my guests, sir. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, Awkward. folks. I'm sure you're all great. It's okay. <laughs> but you're very expensive. Yeah, sir, there's, well. there's one thing you need to know. Tacos in this town are very expensive. So that's where well, all well, my costs we'll are going. We'll see how the evening progresses. <laughs> okay. And we'll see how things go, Dave. You're going to think I'm crazy on this. Taylor Swift's I Forgot That You Existed. I'm a very angsty, a in an angsty mood when I'm getting tacos. And when I get that, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing something rebel. So then what, what happens when you're happy after you have the yeah. tacos? What happens after that? I'm like, yeah, I can rule the world. <laughs> there you go. What, about, uh, what about we are never, ever getting back together? That could also do the same thing. <laughs> I like that video. I like that, that video. That is a great one also. I like your knowledge of Taylor Swift. I like a lot of Taylor Swift. Real? Okay, great. Uh, it. what do you listen to when you're driving to the corporate office, uh, Taco the Town corporate office? A lot of office? Harry Styles. I like the yes. new Harry Styles yes. record, Fine Line. What, Golden. What, sing a little Harry Styles for us. Do you have a, one that you like? Cuckoo. <gasps> is that, there's a song that start, Cherry <laughs> wow. starts out that way. <laughs> Don't you call me baby. Okay. We're not talking maybe. There we go. Don't you call, call me, me what you used oh. to call me. <laughs> that's, my, that's my Harry Styles. Wow, I'm good. extremely impressed by your corporate guy. He, I, he, think I like the young I like the young people sometimes. Okay. There you go. Wow. All right. I'll tell you what, Dave. Oh. I'm starting to have a good time. Yeah. Ooh, see, did we turn you around? Not, not necessarily, but I'm going to have a good time. Are you going to increase our taco budget? Please. We'll talk about it. Okay, we'll I talk, talk ready, about it. I don't it. think yeah. I'm ready to shut the show down tonight. I'll okay, say good. that. Ooh. I think at least tonight we're okay. Okay, good. Uh, I believe we ended up winning Mr. McRae over, and he ended up increasing our taco budget. So, whew, crisis averted. We always love checking out new taco spots, and we had a great episode at Taqueria Gordita down at the Iron District with guests Danny and Katie Terreros. Here's us playing some taco games. You want to do the, gauntlet? Do the gauntlet? Okay, Danny, here's the taco gauntlet. I have no idea what's about to happen. These are different food types matched up with tacos. If you say any other word other than tacos, you lose. Are you ready? I'm ready. These are what you would prefer out of, of these two matchups. Here we go. Ham or tacos? Tacos. Steak or tacos? Tacos. A hamburger or tacos? Uh, a hamburger. 
You lose. Damn it! Ah! <laughs> did not take very you long. Lose. <laughs> you lose. Yeah, I get away with it. That was tough. I thought I could get away. That was early in the game, man. Oh, man. We I'm still we still had Chinese or tacos. We oh, still had tacos. We still had uh, a casserole or tacos. Tacos. <laughs> is it good like taco casserole? Oh, that doesn't that doesn't there sound is a thing. You like <laughs> that yeah. that is a thing though, taco casserole. So taco would you say soup? you like hamburgers more than tacos? I guess that's the I didn't mean to offend you. No, no, no. I'm just saying I've I never mean, had anyone lose that early in the game. <laughs> I lose very early in a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you're the taco guy. I just should have stayed with taco longer, but I just felt like I wanted to be you honest. You got to be you. honest. Yeah, yeah, I understand. He's got to stay true to himself. I understand. I was just thinking about a good cheeseburger, and then I was like, I was thinking about a taco, <laughs> and I just wish they could put a taco between like a couple of like buns, like a taco with, burger with the shell in, with the shell in, and like a taco burger a from Taco, taco Via. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm going back to the hamburger thing again. Yep. That's a problem. It's yeah. from my youth. Totally. I think I just was rebelling against my dad right right there in front of I somehow of you. knew you were going to lose that because <laughs> you were the hamburger guy at the Mexican restaurant. So Ugh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So we can move on to the next <laughs> game. Katie, let's see, uh, let's see how you do on this okay. game. There really are no wrong answers here. Okay, good. I just want to know what your taco psyche is like. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Just tell me the first thing that pops into your head when I say these taco-related words. Okay. While we listen to some beautiful blues. <laughs> Nothing like blues and a taco. <laughs> Cheese. Taco. Cheese taco. Salsa. Taco. <laughs> Is this like Joey on Friends whenever you played that one game? Yeah. Sorry, go on. Crunchy. Taco. <laughs> Is Soft. Soft taco. Guacamole. Chips. Queso. Taco. Nachos. Fiesta. <laughs> Tortilla. Quesadilla. Margarita. Salt. Chicken. Taco. <laughs> Sour cream. Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Jalapeno taco. <laughs> Fajita. Uh, sizzling. <laughs> Enchilada. Red sauce. Beef. Taco. <laughs> Gordita. Crunch. Spicy. Quesadilla. <laughs> I've never heard of a spicy quesadilla. Churro. Chimichanga. <laughs> I'm going to really try now instead taco of just say Bell. taco. Um, diarrhea. I'm oh. just kidding. That was terrible. <laughs> and finally, Polly Shore. Hey, dude. Isn't that what he says? That's his famous trademark line. Hey, <laughs> dude. <laughs> hey, I'm Polly Shore. And hey, dude. <laughs> I thought he was like the weasel. He's the weasel. <laughs> Chilling with the weasel. Also, I feel like he was like, hey, dude, in an Encino man. He was like, hey, dude. I at least like once. <laughs> I feel like he said it at least once. You feel like he said, hey, dude, in Encino Man once. <laughs> I guess I had to watch Encino Man tonight to find out. He also did uh, a Goofy movie. You remember Goofy movie? Yeah. And then he was the guy, in the, and then he said, uh, it's the Leaning Tower of Chisa. I remember that <laughs> That's part. That's a reference. <laughs> that one's a good one. I watched a Goofy movie in 1995. <laughs> I was 13. And here's a bit of our discussion about some of the best-smelling parking lots in KC from that episode. What is the best-smelling parking lot? In Kansas City. Wow. 
Is there a parking lot you've been in recently? You're like, what in the hell is that beautiful smell? <laughs> like a restaurant parking lot, or you've been driving by somewhere and you that's, smell I mean, something? That's a real good question. Yeah. Because usually downtown's like farts. Yep. Like, yeah, oh, farts. farts. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's farts. like, oh, I just drove by the fart factory. Fart <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you could say something easy, like, you could be like, oh, the roastery, right? Because that's just, but that, I feel like that's a cop out. You I know, like Joe's, Kansas City. Yeah, Joe's KC, you know. It's going to smell good. Papu's doesn't smell good outside of it. No, <laughs> it smells Waldo. like gas. Yeah, it's gasoline. gasoline and farts, yeah. you know. But inside, delicious. Outside, no good. If I, I mean, the only thing that pops into my mind, but I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. But there was nothing like walking out of the parking lot in a quick trip parking lot because it smelled like old cigarettes and gasoline, you know. That, that, that is, I would say, a quick trip parking lot circa 2015. Yeah, like uh, cigarettes and gas. What about that asphalt smell at like Worlds of Fun? Yeah, oh, totally. That summertime yes. asphalt smell. That just brings me back to Worlds of Fun in the summer as a kid. It's like, mm, yeah. toxic. Mm. <laughs> I love Blacktop. We also recorded our holiday tiki party episode at the Iron District in North Kansas City at the Tiki Huna this past year, and we had a joyous night drinking tiki drinks, and talking about Christmas party shenanigans of the past with guests Cynthia Malone, Nick Leckie, and Deja Jones. Have you ever had an office party where you where you had too much to drink or someone at the <laughs> office party had too much to drink? You Xeroxed your butt maybe? Any good holiday Christmas story, I mean, party uh, stories? Yeah, I, 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 I Xeroxed the butt, at my, my, my butt at my cousin's office. He's a lawyer. <laughs> And I broke the glass because you're not supposed <gasps> yeah. to sit on the yeah. glass because it, it breaks the glass. I've done that before too. <laughs> Dave, no. I know that glass breaking feeling. You're like, oh crap, get off. Yeah. They, they had to call in. I was like 10. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought week. this was. I thought this was like a drunk situation. No, I was 10. Okay. I was 10, and I sat on it to make a copy, and um, it broke the like the glass. So they had to come get a guy to come out and wedge it up. Oh, out of your yeah. ass. No, no. <laughs> My dad had a home office, and we Wait, would... Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> so, okay, so the glass broke, it right? In. It It, it yeah, didn't break, like... but it just popped down. Oh. So they just had to pop it back and put it right. Oh, okay. And yeah, it didn't break in my butt. Here we are. The glass didn't come... I'm yeah, it doesn't now. break it. Yeah, it doesn't shatter. Wow. We went with yeah. that, though. What did they my, say? My dad like had a home office, out. and I would Xerox my butt all the time. <laughs> it's a great picture. It's just, yeah. Uh, that must be a guy thing. I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, no. Never? I think it's kind of like... You don't send yeah, correct. that kind of pictures. Correct. That was an old school no-no, way to you know? text your stuff yeah. to people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. And fax it to them. Exactly. Yeah. Or still mail it. Yeah. Our house band Sun Eaters even wrote a new holiday tune that they debuted on that episode. Here's a cut from that song. In the cold, dark days of an introspective haze There's too much time to reflect What have we done? What are we doing? What's left in life to expect? We can't help but feel There's nothing With our bones grown cold And our bodies weary and trolled A cerveza 
This past year must have been the year for me to bear my taco soul because on episode 121, I told a story that I haven't told very many people. I told the tale of the time I ran into my future self at a Denny's. One time at band camp, I think I was a senior in high school. We used to hang out at Denny's a lot late at night with all the truckers and stuff. And um, I used to wear this jacket with a lot of buttons on it. And... um, you know, we just had a nice little meal, and uh, me and my friends, probably 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. I was walking past the, the bar. You know how they used to have that big, long bar at Denny's with the little, you know, the, the stools and stuff, that, and all the truckers would sit up there. Um, and I walked by this man, and I swore that I'd recognize this man. He was an older man. He was probably in his 60s, 70s. And he looked at me, and he said, uh, he's like, I like your jacket. And I, like, turned around, and I had a little button of Jimi Hendrix, and... Uh, he said, uh, I really like that Jimi Hendrix button. I started looking closer at this man, and it was almost like I was looking in a mirror. And um, it's almost like I was looking at myself as a 70-year-old man. And he kind of looked at me, gave me a little smile, and a little, a little twinkle in his eye. He was like, keep wearing that jacket. And I was like, I will. I will, sir. And I think that man was me. I think he was a time traveler. I thought you were going to say it was Jimi Hendrix. I, I did too. I thought it was going to be the ghost of Jimi Hendrix. I didn't know where that was going. I was like, okay. I swear to God, it's on my future. And fu- then I thought maybe it my was going to be, tell them Large Marge sent you. Because you were talking about truckers. Like, I didn't know where it was going. We had a very wild episode with the boys from the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast where Chris, Rick, and Jim talked rock star blouses, chimichangas, and Ted Bundy. We were just commenting last night on a text thread that if you want to be like a huge, huge rock star, you should wear a blouse. Because we were watching this Led Zeppelin footage of them playing and they all had blouses on. I mean, they're clearly blouses. And I was like, man, that looks good. Harry Styles wears a blouse. Prince wears a blouse. Michael Jackson. Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix, kind of. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, yeah. He actually kind of had a blouse thing going on. Yeah, you were saying that the bigger the blouse or the nicer the blouse more talented the rock star right right yeah do you know the uh the misspelling theory about being famous that uh Def Leppard the reason why they spelled their name that way was because of Led Zeppelin and the Beatles they knew that they had to have their name misspelled in order to get famous like Leonard Skinner too right Leonard Skinner yeah yeah, there are lots of examples birds lots of birds yeah uh here's some more blouses uh Kip Winger Kip Winger (laughs) Yeah. He has some great blouses. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison probably wore a blouse. Uh, and Millie Vanilli. <laughs> really, I think Don of them with like skin tight. Oh, no, that's right said Fred. Millie Vanilli wore the same kind of stuff, though, right as right said Fred. Sometimes, yeah. I think of, I'm thinking maybe of just a specific video where they had blouses I thought Millie on. Vanilli was that kind of pirate, blousey oh, kind maybe. of pirate yeah. thing. Magician. In the rain. Kind of magicians. <laughs> they could have been magicians. Magicians. The magician look, yeah. Some... Magicians wear blou- blouses. 
Siegfried and Roy, probably. You ever go chimichanga? I've had a chimichanga once in a while. Our mother is a chimichanga, like always would get chimichangas. <laughs> My mother was a chimichanga. <laughs> was a chimichanga fan, is what I should say. I had to tell her recently that I, yeah. I don't know if she had forgotten. I was like, you used to get chimichangas all the time. And she she kind of, she was like, mm, I don't know. She blanked yeah. it out. Just Yeah, yeah. it's probably why she's you know, made it past 80 is because she stopped eating. Yeah, <laughs> deep fried, right? That's the fried one, right? Yeah. Deep fried. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've had one of those in the, a year. It's it's like a once a year thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a treat. Yeah. yeah. We'd still have a ten bu- Ted Bundy if there was a Ted Bundy LLC. He'd be fine. <laughs> you always are saying Ted Bundy got a raw deal. That's one of your... <laughs> I'm just saying he should have incorporated. I'm not saying he got a raw deal. I got what he deserved. But if he was thinking, if he was so smart, he was a lawyer. Yeah, he represented himself, right? He, he got the electric chair. I did. just wish Ted Bundy, Bundy would have participated in a taco eating contest and he would have choked on some tacos and then we would have been saved of a lot. There would have been a lot of uh, that, that money that the state spent putting him on trial and stuff, saving that money. So what you're right. talking about? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're hoping that he had done that early in his life. Before he had killed oh, okay. all those people. I thought, yeah. I thought you were talking about after. Okay. Uh, I had a harsh realization about Ted Bundy. I watched a lot of, as we chronicle on the show, I watch a lot of shows about sociopaths and serial killers. And Ted Bundy, uh, after he had escaped one time, escaped to watch um, the Washington State football team win the national championship, Drank was drinking beers in a bar watching the Washington State uh, national championship because he was a fan, because he, he was a fan of that football team. So you know who that means that he rooted for. Yep. Jim, you know who who that would break my heart that Ted Bundy was rooting for, Washington State winning the national championship? Washington State. Or is it University of Washington? Sorry, University of Washington. Warren Moon was the quarterback. So Ted Bundy rooted for Warren Moon. <laughs> I have a question. Do, do you think it's right to wish death on someone before they commit? <laughs> mass murder right like, like so you're, you're right baby would baby you go hitler. back in time and kill baby hitler rick and i have a baby hitler conversation like every year we've just gotten so old that we forget about it would you go back in time and make ted bundy participate in a taco eating contest so he would choke on the tacos would you do that yeah, it seems wrong to me like maybe after he killed what makes you a serial killer is that just two people yeah more than one or is it three like what's what's the standard more than one. More than one. That makes you a Chris, serial killer. I would say it's more than one in 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 more than one event. So right, like so, killing two people in the same event, that's not a serial killer. Right, right. That's a that's a possible mass homicide, right? But then so yeah, so if right. you killed ten people at once, you wouldn't necessarily be a serial killer. Okay. Right, no, you'd be, that's a, that's a mass homicide. Why did you read yeah. that story? That's what, that's what led us to this. <laughs> you guys, you brought up Ted Bundy. Don't bring up Ted Bundy, Chris. If we're going to talk about it. Didn't Ted Bundy bite people too? <laughs> oh, yeah. He did. Cut so much out of this episode. Did you purposefully try to bomb this, this I'm not, episode? I'm not, no, I'm trying to make it funny. Oh. That's why I keep So you brought up Ted, Ted Bundy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do taco ticker story number two. This is a lighthearted one. This will be better. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite segments of the show is bad reviews read in funny voices, or recently good reviews read in funny voices. Here are some of the best funny voice reviews from the past year from our amazing panel of guests. All right, who do you have there? Brian H. says, fantastic dinner, incredible 
margaritas, best fried ice cream we had ever had. That's what he said. All this in Missouri? Wow. <laughs> We're from California, where we have the born right to judge Mexican food. Lol. <laughs> I think that means laughing out loud. And uh, we love every bite and minute. Our server, Todd, hi, Todd, <laughs> was great and very professional while still being an entertaining waiter. I wonder what he did. Perfect service. Try the Patron margaritas. Thanks, Los Cabos. Five stars. <laughs> Jim, who do you have there? I made a little uh, recording. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm just, you know, I just can't do voices. Okay. I'm wussing out. So I'm going to let some other people do it. It's Fiona and Samantha who, I guess they live in my computer. Whoa, this is our first robot review. Let's see if this works. Tish S says, okay, I'm picky about my Mexican food as my ex-mother-in-law was from, from Mexico City. City and knew how to cook. What, what a, a wonderful, wonderful surprise Luna, Luna turned, turned out, out to be. be. Azteca cheese dip was delicious and the salsa with cilantro was incredible. Incredible. I took a chance and got the carnitas and I'm so glad I did. Way too much food, but yay. yay. Leftovers. Also, we got the Luna grilled chicken, chicken burrito, burrito and it couldn't have been any better. Rice and the beans were on point. We'll for sure tell everyone about this restaurant and can't wait to come back five, five stars. stars incredible <laughs> i'm doing a special thing i don't do very often i'm gonna be singing a share oh nice oh my God! yes from the mouth of melissa m <laughs> trying to do it to the melody of do you believe in life after love so it's not gonna work but oh my god it's what so did and i know about this place went for early drinks on a friday busy but overly crowded just the way I like it. <laughs> Spicy agave bonnets and smoked gouda stuffed tater tarts. OMG, two delicious menu items everyone has to try. Oh, this will be my new go to on the street called line. Okay. Yes! <laughs> that was great. Wait, it's not. It's not Just okay. <laughs> Anyways, I think we get the point. <laughs> That would, that's how Cher feels about it. Oh, I love it. My God, Cher on the streetcar right awesome. now. You heard it. That was great. Mark, are you going to do a Fifty Shades yeah, of Mark? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Off the cuff here for Susie D. Ooh. First time for breakfast. And what a treat. Breakfast pizza, which is on, man, and delicious. Great view of Kansas City, Missouri. Makes me think this is a great spot. It hits the spot. Perfectly. Zoom. Waitress was super friendly and makes an awesome Mexican coffee. We will definitely be back when we're in town. To the moon and back. Five stars. It was literally the next day I had had an amazing meal in my life. When I tell you I was literally still thinking about that pork chop, I woke up this morning thinking about it. <laughs> I'm sure it was amazing. <laughs> Everything from the service, the cocktails, and Jesus, the food. <laughs> we sat outside and had cocktails with friends under the wisteria vine-covered Paragoia. Sarah was our server. I highly doubt Kansas has a better meal anywhere in the pork shop. The duck, meatballs, and everything. I was absolutely blown away. We had such a great night and we'll be back. 
Yeah, Mr. Aaron uh, P says, okay, all right. So it's the best restaurant experience I've ever had. All right, this place nails it from the top to the bottom. All right, yeah, the smoked pork, the steak. Ooh, a single greatest entree I've ever tasted. Yeah, I heard the person say the same for their entree. Smoke trap? Hmm. Yeah, the ambiance was, ooh, was amazing. And the DJ playing vinyl set a fantastic move. Ooh, 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 with dub reggae Beatles mix. I'm I know, yeah, that's how I was feeling now. I thought the cost of the meal and the drinks was very reasonable. Mm-hmm, no doubt. It's falling apart. I'm getting, I'm literally getting, I'm getting Princess and the Frog vibes, like I'm Louisiana. So like, you did go back to like Mississippi, like Bayou vibes. I don't know what. <laughs> you made it through. That was the last sentence. You're good. No, you're Five good. stars. All right. That was good. Oh my God. I'm going to read Parker J. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. If I could give it like a thousand bajillion, bajillion, bajillion stars, I would. Everyone is beautiful and welcoming. The food to die for. Made with love and soul. The espresso martini, a blessing from the hashtag gods. The blondie is rich. Strawberry upside down cake, you gotta be kidding me. To die for. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most mind-blowing moments from the past year was episode 131 when we gazed into an alternate dimension where Taco the Town doesn't exist. But what does exist? Kansas City's favorite burrito podcast, Burritoville. This was a very controversial episode. With guest Kate Hogan and his co-host Chris Rito, alternate universe Dave, or Burrito Bill as he's called in that universe, talked nothing but burritos let's take a listen welcome to burritoville population hungry my name's burrito dave and it's time to ride the burrito wave or you can just call me burrito bill that's what we do here in burritoville we hit up all the best burrito spots in kansas city and fill our bellies with banging burritos we wrap it up in a beautiful tortilla and serve it to you right here in Burritoville. Burritoville is like a warm, soft tortilla that you can just crawl right into and take a long burrito-induced nap. Or maybe use that burrito as a pillow. We're looking for only the chonkiest chonk burritos of the bunch. Chonk, chonk, chonk. That's right. Thank you, co-host Chris Rito. Chris Rito. He's in the house, everybody. Chonk, chonk, chonk. And you know what I always say? Hello, burrito. Oh, it's like we say here in Burritoville, too. Give me that chonk. Chonk, 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 chonk. They also talked about the possibility of owning a ranch named after a fan favorite snack chip. Chris, have you ever thought about moving to or getting a big arch on your on your uh, farm here and, and making it say cool ranch <laughs> on, the, on the arch? Like, that's the name of your farm? Can you imagine, like... How lame that is. Like, there's some guy, <laughs> some guy in Taos, New Mexico, that has Cool Ranch. It's the name of his ranch with a K. Oh. And a cranch. And when you show up, he's like, oh, yeah. 
It's like, come and on. And his hands are f- in a, a, just completely filled with <sighs> And cool he's only dust. known as Uncle Billy. Come on, <laughs> Uncle Billy. We're a little tired of it. Welcome to the Cool Ranch. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah. Chris Rito. Chris Rito. This time on the show, I like to ask our guest and you, how many burritos did you eat this week? I had... um. None this week. This will be my first. What the hell, man? Uh, it's a Saturday. Yeah. Just didn't get around to it. <sighs> Damn it. Uh, Kate, how many burritos you have this week? Lunch, dinner, 10. Nice. How many did you have, Dave? Is that more than you had this week? <laughs> I mean, if Kate's going to have this burrito podcast where she eats more burritos than you a week, shouldn't we be concerned about I that? I had, well, I had 11. So, oh, okay. did you really, or are you just saying eleven because I said ten? No, I'm I, about to slide into eleven hard. No, I really had eleven burritos. Okay, this will be my twelfth. So there. Name them. Lunch, dinner, eleven. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lunch, dinner times four, eleven. <laughs> Kate, Chris, Rito, and Burrito Bill also talked about the proper way to treat and eat your burrito. Do you eat your burrito with your hands? If it's too chonky, do you eat it with a fork and knife? What are you going to do? I'm going to go with Kate's answer for the for the question about whether or not you press it. I think there's a place for everything. I think there's a you can eat it. Some burritos are meant to be eaten with your hands. Sometimes you eat them like a fancy meal. Today we were two-handing these, and we did not use knife and fork. Right. It's just like... Making love to a lady. You got to ask the lady what she wants. Oh, is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dave. Wow. So you've got you've to ask that burrito what it wants? Yeah. Has it ever answered? Yeah. It'll be like, plate, <laughs> two-hand me. And then it'll go, one-hand me. <laughs> <laughs> And on occasion, it'll be like, with a knife and a fork. (laughs) Knife and fork, please. Slap me around a little. (laughs) I consent. (laughs) Slap me on the badonka chunk. Chunk, chunk. (laughs) My safe word is chunk. (laughs) Well... Oh now, now we know. <laughs> now, happened, now we know. Like I said, that was a very controversial episode. Some people loved it. Some people refused to listen to it. What do you think? Should we revisit Burritoville and listen in another time? I don't know. I don't know if I could take that. I don't know if you as the listeners could take that either. It's a very upsetting uh, universe to take a listen to, but maybe we will if there's enough uh, demand for it. Uh, one of my favorite parts of that episode was at the very end of the episode where Burrito Bill slash Dave and Kate sang some epic burrito ballads. Okay, here we go. Springtime. Sun eaters in my earbuds, so nice. They keep dancing with a taco, a pork shoulder. And I'm improving with Hand Kitty till I die. Want something different, something big with everything. Just want something more. That thing I'm longing for. A hurry to 
That was awesome. Woo! Thank you. Chunk, 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 chunk. Wow. That was beautiful. Wow. Chris Rito, do you have a, a ballad? <laughs> I don't I don't have a song, Dave. Okay, can I try one? Yeah, let's okay. okay. All right. Okay, guys. Um this one's called Everything I Do, I Do It for Burritos. And if you know me, you know this song is all about my life and what I love. Look into my eyes, you will see what burritos mean to me. Search your heart, search your soul. You find a tortilla there, I'll search no more. Don't tell me burritos don't taste good. You can't tell me burritos are the best. You know it's true. Everything I do. I do it for burritos Oh yeah Look into my heart And you will find A burrito where my heart should be Take it as it is Put it in a bag Put some salsa on it And you eat it with two hands Don't tell me burritos don't taste that good I can't help it Burritos are my favorite food No, it's true Everything I do do it for burrito. Oh, yeah. There's no love like burrito love. And no other could give more burrito love. There's no way unless burritos are there. All the time, all the way. Thanks, guys. That was it. And that's going to do it for our fourth birthday episode of Taco the Town. Four years of Taco the Town begins here. First, I want to thank you, the listener the taco the towners i really appreciate you sharing this taco journey with me all these years if there's a casey taco place you'd love for us to review 
please let us know. Shoot us a DM. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TacoTheTownKC. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review. And if you're eating tacos in Kansas City, don't forget to take a picture of your tacos and tag us in those pictures of tacos at TacoTheTownKC. I also want to thank everyone back at the Taco The Town corporate office who helped me keep this show humming along, especially our super engineer slash editor, Matt Allen. And thanks to all our many special guest taco reviewers who have joined us over the past year and the past four years. I also want to thank our house band, Sun Eaters, for all the music they do here on Taco The Town. They appear courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. And last but not least, I want to thank all the tasty taco places that we visited on the show. We really, really couldn't do the show without you. Thanks for all the delicious tacos and feeding me, my guests, and this city for all these years. What do you say? Let's do four more years of Taco the Town. Four more years. Four more years. Let's get it going. Hashtag four more years of tacos. And until next time, Kansas City, go eat some tacos, would you? Lotus Pod.